Welcome back to the Bo Sox Breakdown Podcast. We're coming at you with episode number nine. My name is Matt. I'm joined by my co-host Thomas. Happy New Year's, my guy. Happy New Year's. So we haven't done a main episode in quite some time. Um, and because of the, the whole lockout situation, nothing new has happened. So we're going to be covering a lot of what went down in you know the past month of December. Um, <laughs> going to cover some of the Hall of Fame voting stuff and then talk a little bit about the lockout. Um, we're going to start things off here with the whole J. Um, that was spontaneous. Didn't see that coming, but interesting nonetheless. I, I'm around about that one still. Yeah. You know, I see, like, right now, it's kind of hard to judge how this is going to end up for the Sox. We got two prospects out of it, along with JBJ. Um, offensive numbers with Jackie are very concerning, but um, his defense is, is definitely something to to def- uh, be proud about. We got Alex Benellis and David Hamilton, I think the kid's name is. Yeah. Um, both extremely young, extremely talented. We got uh, Thunder and Lightning, pretty much. Hamilton's the speed guy, and then um, Benellis is power man. Aren't they both infield prospects? I think so. I know Benellis is first and third, and then Hamilton is second. That's interesting because we're like really loaded in infield prospects. I know. I could see them being used as a trade piece, though. I mean, even not in the near future, but at some point, if our infield just gets too loaded, which it already kind of is, I can see us moving them. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, The Brewers, they have some interesting offense going on down there. So I think with the right hitting coach, Jackie can get his numbers up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like, right now, who our big offensive outfielders are now that Renfro's gone. Verdugo, I think he'll have a pretty solid year. Yeah, he'll probably be the best offensive outfielder. Maybe yeah. TK if you play him in the outfield. Mm-hmm. I think for now, what's going to end up happening is Kike and JBJ are going to rotate in the outfield, but I hope the primary for Kike this year is second. Well, the thing is, there's a the whole thing going on. Are we going to sign a second baseman move Bogarts to second? Or... Wait, sign shortstop and move Bogarts a second. I don't know why I didn't know how to say that. But. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, that's a another interesting storyline because right now, I mean, we have also the Schwarber issue we have to take care of or, um, that Seiya Suzuki kid over yeah. uh, in Japan. So I know this isn't like a big thing, but he does not follow the Red Sox on Instagram anymore. I know. That was the oh, whole buzz. Controversy. Yeah. That was like a week of hype, and then it just died. Yeah. I think we signed him in story. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. Because then we would have a really solid infield to hold it down. Um, And then, I mean, Suzuki's another big power bat. I haven't seen a ton of his defensive highlights, but I don't know. Anything's possible. Yeah, he raked in Japan, or I think it was Japan. Yeah. So these are kind of just some of my, my notes here. Um, JD, I want him at DH. I don't want to see him running around the outfield at no, all. No, never again. I mean, with the, the amount of talent defensively, I don't think Boston should 
ever have Julio hanging out in left field or any outfield position. Never again. No. Because his offensive numbers, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but when he played um, any position in the outfield, his offensive numbers always tended to be down compared to if he just de-aged. Yeah. Um, Because then Doogie probably be our left fielder. Maybe Suzuki in right, potentially. Um, JBJ, Kike, center field, or even Kike in right, I'm not sure. Jesus, he can play everywhere. Yeah. He's kind of like uh, reinvented Brock Holt. <laughs> yeah, but better. Mm-hmm. Yep, better than Babe Ruth in the playoffs. Just a <laughs> yeah. freaking nature. Because um, then we also have um, Tristan Cassis ready to come up at some point, so that'll be yeah. interesting. That's why I'm still like wondering what we're going to do with Shorbert. Yeah. Because we're going to end up with a lot of big power bats that can play first, DH. Dalbeck still has a lot of room to improve, too, so it's not like he's like completely ruled out. Yeah. I mean, he's young. Um, from his August from last season, that was freaking nuts. I mean, he was mashing balls That's left crazy. and right. But I don't know. It's like Boston fans are also very harsh critics, so... You have one down here, we hate you, but then once you start playing good again, we love you. I've always been a big fan of Bobby. I know he has potential to get out of whatever he's in right now. Yeah, no, it's big Bob. You got to love him. No, definitely. He was a freak of nature in 2020. Yeah. When he came up midseason, it's like it's always August for Bob. August when he got called up, and then August again. I don't know, maybe the air's right, and... Uh, August Bob. Yeah, like I, I've been missing those Fenway nights where it's like the summer and it's like a night game and just hitting home runs over the monster. I saw like a Renfro one of like last year, and I miss him now. Yeah, I feel like last season's so far away, but it's like it ended in November. I know, right? It it feels like it was two years ago that this season was. Yeah. And we made it to the playoffs, too, so we had an extended season. It's crazy, though. Yeah. Last season was really special, and I hope that next one is even more special. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, we were able to kind of pull it out of nowhere last year. Um, I had faith all the way through, but clearly not everyone was on the same uh, same page as us. Expectations are higher now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, though, with the right moves, the right pieces, we could do very good. Um, but it all just yeah. comes down to execution. Yeah, I trust Tom to get us through this right now. Yeah, I mean, he's the know-it-all. He got us this far, so, I mean. It's true. So, I'm looking he was, here. He's a Go genius ahead. with Kike and Renfro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he is the man. He has a lot of good draft picks, too, so. Definitely. You can't go wrong with Heim Bloom right now. Nope. Until something goes really wrong, I'm keeping all my faith in Heim. And even if things don't go that great, you know, you can't bash the guy since he always he always has some trick up his sleeve. He's the reason why all of our successes happened in the last two years or whatever. Yeah. What I like about Heim too is I mean it would be nice to get a big 
big chip player. But then at the same time, I don't want like a Dombrowski to blow up the farm and spend all of our money. I know, right? I think it was like on Pipeline. <coughs> Excuse me. MLB Pipeline, It's uh, they were saying that the Sox had like the best farm system improvement overall. Definitely. Like when Dombrowski was the general manager, it was eh. He traded everybody away, but now Heim, he's getting people in. Yep. The younger, the better, since that means we'll have depth and hopefully more winning seasons to come. For sure. So I'm looking here. David Hamilton, he played in the Fall League a little bit. He hit a triple, and it took him roughly 10.76 seconds to get from home to third. Um, Byron Buxton's fastest triple in 2017 clocked in at 10.52 seconds, so this kid can fly. Yeah, he had like 62 stolen bags in a season once. Yeah. This kid could be interesting to see. I don't know. It's like our team's decently fast, but I feel like, I don't know, eventually if this kid gets to the bigs with the Sox, that would be cool to see another speed piece. Since we have Duran still, kind of forget about him sometimes. I just lost you for a second. Yeah, I, I kind of I don't even know what happened. <laughs> no, nah, I, I got to find a better better way to record these on a more reliable <laughs> uh more re- reliable source. It probably wouldn't be that bad if I joined with my computer, but mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I haven't tested Anchor on a uh on a laptop or a PC desktop whatever yet. I've yeah, just been using, using my, my phone. laptop right now. I'm just I'm all over the place. I'm on this with my phone. I'm watching the Patriots on my computer. I'm watching hockey. On my TV. <laughs> yeah, the setup going. Yeah, I... life is good. Yeah, right now I got my phone, and then I don't have a laptop with me right now, so I'm using my PlayStation um, <laughs> to pull up all my notes. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> no, we're we're chilling though. Yeah. Um, but what we were saying, yeah, the speed. Um, I don't know. Duran's another guy that we, I like him on the bench, put him as a pinch runner in, in clutch situations that we need just got to just run loose. Yeah. Every, there's a lot of fast prospects that we have, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Duran, I mean, our team's, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Our team's very athletic. That's like, yeah kind of the base i mean even the, the bigger guys are pretty athletic that's funny because when you say that I'm, I'm thinking of devers and he's like <laughs> athletic freak Raphael devers yeah most athletic 13 year old to grace this earth <laughs> yep i'm look, looking forward also to devers next year since me too i think he, he has a shot at potentially winning an mvp I'm not, you know, super he certain. It this but... year, but he's like an underrated MVP choice. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are just going to keep sleeping, which is fine since expectations are going to be low, and we'll just blow them away. Yeah, it feels like they choose MVP off the base of who does the most and not what they do for their team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think also if we look deeper into certain numbers and whatever, I don't know. 
the MVP and all these votings are they're semi accurate. Yeah, like the year in or twenty twenty when Freeman won MVP, I don't really know if he did that much. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, because I know he was really good, but I'm trying to think, like, who else was contending in twenty twenty. Um, well, obviously the Dodgers, the Brewers, well, I think yeah. the Brewers, the White Sox were in there, the A's, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Oakland's, like, they were born for the wild card, and then they just can't I make know. it past. It's like them and the, the Yankees. The Twins, they always lose, mm-hmm. like, playoff games, and, and it's just hilarious. Yeah. And then you got the Phillies, where whoever they sign just doesn't help them at all. I know, that's insane. Like, if you're a bullpen pitcher and you go to Philly, you better just pray that <laughs> you can stay okay enough to <laughs> stay in the, the bigs. Yeah. Philly has an interesting situation going on. Yep. I mean, they have Bryce, obviously. Uh, Reese Hoskins isn't turning out, I would say, to be the, the superstar that he was made out to be when he was a rookie. No, but he's not that bad. No. Still a decent player. I remember, yeah. though, like, the amount of hype behind him coming off it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Texas, that's another team that was busy so far um, up to this point before the lockout. Got Semyon and then Seeger. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean... I was expecting one or the other, not both. Yeah. I mean, they went they went all in. but They had the money to spend, and they used it. So. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good picks, too. I mean, you got your, your middle infield set for um, for a while. Probably the best in the league. Mm-hmm. I think Texas could eventually be pretty good. I mean, they have Seager. They have Semien. They have Lighter in the minors. Um they just signed John Gray too. Yep. No, they're they're in a good spot right now. When like if they develop their players right, they will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a day where we can't roast the Rangers anymore and I mean Baltimore is gonna have their time at some point, I'd have to imagine. With all their first overall picks, they're they're gonna end up being good. I would have to assume. Well, it's kind of like a Padres situation. They built up their farm system so much that they could either trade guys and get bigger players or just wait even longer and um, just develop guys to be to be studs. Yeah. I remember when they were, like, in the, like, talks for Max Scherzer and then it fell through. I was like, wow. I, I know. That was – Pull it off and be good. Mm-hmm. That was the craziest signing, not signing, like, in a while. Since I thought yeah. for sure it was a done deal, and then, like, hours later, it flipped. The fact that Scherzer left the Dodgers is funny, because I thought he was going to stay there. Mm-hmm, yeah. I had it either Dodgers, and then I wasn't really sure who else would be able to contend for him. Um, I didn't really feel like Boston was ever going to go from knowing Heim's spending habits. Um, there's a couple other teams in the mix, but... I mean, Yankees fans obviously talk a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. I agree with you, though. I mean, I was thinking Dodgers. 
I was thinking maybe San Francisco, considering they lost Gosman, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the match should be interesting. Assuming um, DeGrom and Scherzer both stay healthy for this year, that could be the that most lethal like, one-two punch. one-two punch, yeah. Yeah. No, that's insane, though. It's like some MLB The Show stuff. <laughs> yeah. And something I was doing like franchise mode. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who else signed. Um, Robbie Ray to the Mariners. Mariners. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of guys were signing just for the sake of securing securing the bag and not having to worry about potential changes to um, payment or whatever after this lockout. Yeah, there's a like, I wasn't expecting the, a lot of big name signings happening, but they did. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't really blame them. They want to make sure they have a contract heading into next year. Yeah. Or this year, I guess, now. I know. This whole year flip is going to throw me off. So it's like the first couple weeks I still think is 2021. So Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's, like, real until I don't even know. Yeah. I feel like my my schedule and, like, my calendar – um, always bases off of when opening day is spring training. Like once spring training starts, then I feel like it's the new year. But now it's still kind of like the fallout of 2021, and it's just yeah. I don't know. It feels weird. Spring training. We might not even have spring training this year. I know that'd be crazy. Because I Honestly, as I said, I wouldn't be terrible. Definitely would help our guys get back in shape. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice with spring training. I've mentioned this before. Like, we have a lot of young guys that I'd love to see, you know, just a little bit of either how they play or, you know, just to see them mixed in with the the main roster guys. Like, that's always fun. I love Yeah, training. like, we'd probably see Tristan Casas and a bunch of other young guys in spring mm-hmm. training. I mean, even with the pitching prospects, we called up a handful of guys when we had our COVID outbreaks. But just to see guys like them develop and kind of just see where they're at compared to, you know, other other guys on the team and um, other teams. So it's always fun to showcase the prospects. With the COVID outbreaks, that was that was like the best highlight of our season because we still were consistent one games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that says a lot about management, um, you know, just the attitude of the team since we could have completely yeah. crumbled. We had a little bit of a skid, but that was kind of to be as expected in a situation like yeah. that. But. I remember, like, the biggest highlight was winning two out of four from Tampa when we had, like, the COVID outbreak. Yep. That was insane. No, we had a lot of good moments that are, that are able to, to be highlighted. For sure. Like, I, I there's too many just to go over in one episode, but... Yeah. There was a lot of good moments from this year. Yeah. I think moving into this next year, I mean, we have some moves. Um, James Paxton, we're going to be getting him mid-season-ish, I think. Um, he has or he had Tommy John, right? Yeah, he got surgery on it. I think it was in – it might have been 2020, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, we got Waka. That should be an interesting one. Um, whether we put him in the rotation for a little, but I honestly want to see him in the pen and working out there. I don't want to see him on my team at all. Yeah, maybe in the woo. Maybe. 
Maybe in the woods. You know, it's one of Heim's old guys. Maybe mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. I mean, until they blow up, I'm all for it. Um, I mean, I'm glad that Martin is gone. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. don't have to see him. But I don't know, because even with, gone too. Mm-hmm. Even with a guy like Garrett Richards, he was put in the pen and he wasn't horrible out of there. Yeah, he wasn't that bad coming out of the pen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, maybe he had a little fire in him that he got demoted to the pen, but. I mean, he was yeah. clutch in certain situations. Like, he was really bad to start the season, but after that, he started to find his rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, we haven't really had that major, oh, yeah, we got this name and this will turn around our organization and whatever. I mean, we don't really <laughs> need that. We just need those smaller little tweaks to the lineups and the rotation that, that are going to adjust our team to be that much better. Yeah, there's there's not too many flaws in this team right now. The mm-hmm. only thing I can really see us improving is the bullpen. Yeah, I think with our bullpen, the main thing that's been the problem is consistency. Um, with every single bullpen pitcher, I could probably point out something good they've done, but, I mean, they would have their highs and lows. Matt Barnes is the prime example. Um, yeah. Garrett Whitlock was the one of the very few pitchers that had that amount of consistency where we could go to him in any situation, have faith. So good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him in the rotation. If I'm being honest, I mean maybe yeah, play around with it. Clutch and close up some games. Yeah, I mean even if he goes for like a three inning save or a two inning save, that'd be great. And then just rest him a couple. Well, that worked well. Uh, if you heard that, no, you didn't. My controller just kind of fell. <laughs> yep. But... <laughs> Heard it loud and clear. <laughs> Thomas is hopefully, getting robbed. <laughs> hopefully you can make that part quiet, but... Yep. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Work my magic. Yep. Uh, it's like, sometimes I feel like I, there's either a noise that, you know, whatever, and I go back and it's either not there, or... I just have to either clip something and I don't know. Yeah. It's it's aggravating. Like when you like I I pushed my table over the slightest bit and it just fell. Mhm. Yeah. I remember when I was recording the um like the the intro like way back last year. It took me so long. I would either stumble on a word or like I would like knock something over. Something would be too loud. A car would go by, and I'd just be like, "Come on, man! This took me an hour, and it was like, I don't even like a thirty-second little blurb." Yeah, but, it's aggravating when you like are trying so hard, and then it just never works. Yeah, but that's that's just what we get. <laughs> yep, it's unfortunate. Yep, not the worst thing though. Could be much worse. No. Um, let's see. Carlos Correa is still out there. Not that I would want him necessarily. Um, he would obviously be very expensive. And, you know, the fact we have to still extend Devers and Bogarts, I need those two locked down before I really think about spending money elsewhere. Major money. Correa is a big Cora fan, though, I think. And they're mm-hmm. kind of friends. Oh, yeah. I bet the press and fans would just absolutely love that. Just dig into us. Sure. And... <laughs> that's 
That's why Chorus dot like told Era to stop doing that like watch the thing that mm -hmm. created. Yep. That was crazy. Like after he did the watch tap thing, that's when our season just went away. That was the last like major thing the Sox did, and then it just blew yeah. up. They use they use I guess they're I don't I don't know what word to describe it with, but they use that for fuel. So mm -hmm. you good. Yeah. <clears throat> um because then the other thing, like during the playoffs, we'd never pitched around Jordan. We just gave him yeah. pitches just to match, which was kind of frustrating. Triples, home runs, it was insane. Yeah. I don't know. I mean we hit those grand slams, which was fun. But we gave it our all. That's what I'm proud of. We just mm -hmm. gave it our all until it was over. Yep. It was like once Kike went cold, then everyone else started to trail off, and then we fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this weird conspiracy that I have. Whenever okay, so I feel like the reason that the Sox offense fell off is because of me. Whenever I go to games, they always forget how to hit. Like all like every game I went to last season, it was like a two-run effort from the Sox or one or whatever. And when I went to ALCS Game Four, they did not know how to hit. So I feel mm -hmm. like whenever I go to games, they don't hit and then they just stop hitting. Yeah. It's annoying. No, I have my superstitions as well as to to potentially why I might have caused the Sox to lose. We all have our suspicions, but yeah. uh <laughs> I don't like talking about it. Yeah. Like an example is like I went to a game on May eleventh versus Oakland and we just didn't hit through like the first seven innings and it was so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, it was Chris Bassett pitching, which was, their, like, their ace at the time, so it's kind of understandable, but... Yeah. I don't know. I felt like this team also, we were either red hot or kind of just didn't play baseball. Like, there'd be some yeah. games where we would wait until, like, the eighth inning, and then we'd walk it off somehow. Like, we could be down four, but we'd walk it off in the in the ninth, obviously. But... We're using the example of, like, the Yankees no-hit thing. Yeah, there's that one, but I mean, I don't know. It's like we either came out firing, and then we knew we were gonna win, but then we also had games like that where we would get no hit, almost, and then finally be like, "All right, I think we want to win now." Yeah, <laughs> just like okay, yeah, yeah, we're gonna hit now. We're gonna pile yep. it on. It's like with certain Sox games, you could almost just like miss like ninety five percent of the game turn it on in, like, the bottom of the eighth and then watch the rest of the game, and that's essentially it. Yeah, like, this Sox team was so... I It's not really inconsistent considering how good we did, but it was it was streaky. That was yeah. the word. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting 2022 season. That's all I know. We have a new hitting coach, so I can see <clears throat> better things happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we also have uh, hitting coach and Julio, so we yeah. we have a lot of a lot of good voices around the uh, around the team. Imagine how badly the end of the season could have went last year if we didn't get Kyle. I know. I don't know what would have happened if we didn't sign or trade for him. Like, like he improved everyone's like, I vision like at the plate. It mm -hmm. was it was crazy how much he helped the team improve. Yeah. No, plate discipline is everything in baseball. Like, if you can take really good pitches, 
Um, we talked about this before, but Devers in the wild card, he had like two full count walks. That, yeah, like that was he went greatest he went from thing O2 ever. to a walk. Mm-hmm. That's like the most pretty thing you can do in baseball, apart from you know hit a really clean home run or I don't know spot a pitch really well, but like good at bat is something to be proud of. For sure, like he was laying off those high fastballs, which is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to chase a couple of those, too. I mean, just knowing Devers, like... Yeah, he swings for the fences. Mm-hmm. Big time. And he he reaches them often. Yeah. There's a guy who hits them all the time, and he's, and he's Kyle from Waltham. Like, whatever, mm-hmm. like, in the wild card game, he saw a fastball that was, like, at his eyeballs, and he hit it for a home run. He, I know. That was He did that, that against awesome. the Mets, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he was off of uh, Stroman, I think. Yeah. He loves those high fastballs for sure. There's a lot of guys that do, and I'm mm-hmm. not really sure why. Cause they, well, for me, they look like they're hard to reach, but just me. Yeah. I mean, especially with Kyle, where his hands are to start with. It's not like his yeah. hands are super high, so it's already easy. He's kind of low hands, and then, I don't know. He's just good. Yeah. And then there's nothing else going on, really, for this team right now. No. Um, I mean, the only Red Sox thing that we can follow is Big Poppy's Hall of Fame case. He's leading. He's going to make it. Yeah. If he doesn't, I'm probably going to, like, I don't know, jump off of Fenway Park. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's leading with, I think it was, like, 80.6. Bonds is behind him. But I don't know. If, if you're going to vote Bonds, you have to vote Poppy. There's no argument yeah. to not vote Poppy. I wish Schilling would make it, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to. He's been falling off lately on the votings. Um, yeah. I think he's at like 57.6 right now. Yeah, it's not good. No. But, I don't know. The top three are Poppy, Bonds, and then Roger Clemens. So, I mean, if we can get two socks in there, that's that's awesome. For sure. Because, like, my take is if Derek Jeter could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't see why Big Poppy can't be either. Like, you can't say steroids no. since he never tested positive um, for anything performance enhancing. I mean, the Mitchell report is the Mitchell report, which I don't really count and nobody should. Um, yeah. What confuses me is when people either vote, like, certain steroid users – but then they don't vote others. Like they're gonna vote Bonds, but not vote like A Rod. I don't love A Rod, but yeah. then at the same time, just thinking logically, you have to understand like why. And they don't really give much reasoning as to why they do um, certain picks for the vote. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think though, I this never is really the... understand Hall of, or Hall of Fame voting at, like in any sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you can go off of all these accolades, but, I mean, I feel like there's still the human aspect in the voting that, oh, A-Rod was kind of a scumbag, and I don't think anybody hates Big Poppy or whatever. I don't know. No. I mean, maybe A- A-Rod has a good shot at getting it at some point, but probably not this year. Maybe next year, but I still don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know what the ballot looks like for next year. Mm-hmm. Let's check that out. Because um, eventually, I mean, obviously not super soon, um, but you're going to get guys like Pujols, Miggy, um, I mean, all the, the current older guys. Yeah. Miggy, I can't believe he's like still in the league. I know. I feel like he's – I mean, he's going to have to retire either this season or coming up. Probably um, this. He already yeah. had his 500 home runs. Mm-hmm. I think this is it for Molina, too. Uh, he he has one more year with the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't see this, him this playing anymore. He announced it being his last year. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, hmm. So let's look that's here. so like that's so weird. I was thinking about catchers and Buster Posey. I don't know why he retired so soon. He wasn't even that old. Yeah, it might have just been one of those things. He's done it already. Like he's been to All Star games, won World Series. Yeah, like, he's just done it all. There's not much more he can do. I was hoping the Giants won the NL last year. Yeah. So with the 2023 eligibles for the Hall of Fame couple decent names but nothing too crazy um i don't think any are going to get in first ballot we got carlos beltran matt kane andre ethier john lackey napoli johnny peralta francisco rodriguez houston street jared weaver and jason worth that is not really full of big names no no um, I'm trying to find like what is the year with the next like first bout Hall of Famer. Um, 2024 class looks decent. Jose Bautista, Adrian Beltre, Bartolo, Adrian <laughs> Gonzalez, Matt Holiday, Jim Johnson, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, Brandon Phillips, Jose Reyes, James Shields, Chase Utley, David Wright. And Brad Ziegler. Uh, that's that's a couple big names. Mm-hmm. I could see Wright having a push. I don't know if he's going to get in first ballot, but I mean he has a valid yeah. case. Like a lot of these guys were good, but it's hard for me to tell, like judge since I didn't watch baseball, like when these guys were were in their primes. I didn't either. <laughs> like, obviously, we saw the Batista bat flip, but... Yeah. Like, I never saw prime Adrian Gonzalez. Um, no. Or, like, Joe Maurer. Maurer could be another one to get a push for a uh, first ballot. Probably. Wasn't Brandon... Yeah. Brandon Phillips was with the Sox for, like, a week in 2018, right? I remember seeing that name on the Sox, but I... I think so. Oh, no. I don't really have a good memory. So, I don't know if you remember it, but Brandon Phillips hit this bomb in Atlanta. It was like one of the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had the, like, was... the nicest bat flip ever. <laughs> Crushes yeah, it. Yeah, I remember bat... that. Yeah. Like, nobody was expecting him to hit it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of... He was known for his glove. Like, if you watch any defensive highlight reel... Majority of it is probably going to be Brandon Phillips, like this dude. Crazy. Yeah. 
Jose Reyes, I don't really remember. Um, I know he was big with the Mets, um, but I'm not too too sure. James Shields should just get in for the fact that he was traded for Tatis. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's his case. That's just like just a in because why not? Yeah, that's a weird thought that if Tatis didn't get traded to the Padres, he'd be in Chicago, and who that knows what he'd be doing? Scary. Yeah, like if he was as good as he is with the Padres, but with Chicago, you have Tim Anderson, Yon Moncada, Tatis. And Jose Abreu in your infield. That's wow. nuts. Is Moncada even that good? Like, a lot of people say he's, like, the sixth best third baseman. I don't even know if he's that good. I, I'd consider him solid. I'd definitely take him over most third basemen in the league. But if you're putting him top three, top five, I think you got to get your eyes checked out. Definitely. I mean, the he's a good five. Ba- like the top five is interchangeable, but like mm-hmm. anything out of it, not really. Yeah, because I mean, if you look at even like a Devers, his offense is insane. But is like if you're looking at it, you know, the player as a whole, you can say, oh well, Devers' defense is holding him back, which I agree with. But then at the same time, you look at some of the plays this kid made this season. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah, he improved hard. on defense. Mm-hmm. It was the like the first two weeks are always hard for Devers um, in terms of defense, but then he gets going and he's fine. If he cleans it up, he's probably number two on the best third baseman behind J-Ram. Yeah. I mean, with Devers, I felt like he just rushed a lot of plays, and that's where he would make the sloppy error and overthrow at first base. But if he could kind of dial it back and, you know, just chill out a little, get the ball, collect it, and then make a good throw, he's gold. I think now he's the best third base or the third best third baseman behind Rendon and J Ram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's valid. But you can argue it with Rendon and Devers. I think I don't know. Rendon, he's been injured a lot, so Yeah. I think if Rendon played in twenty one and had a good season, then the argument would be stronger. But just because yeah. of the amount of time he's missed, I'm putting Devers above uh Rendon for now. Next year, though, yeah. it could change, assuming both have good seasons or just one plays better than the other. I always forget Rendon is on the Angels because he's injured. Yeah. I mean, the Angels are they aren't horrible, but guys just need to be healthy since they have Otani, which he has had a lot of um, a lot of health issues. Trout was hurt this year. No Rendon. Like, those are three really big names that you need um, to be able to, to contend. For sure. Like, they have a really good future. Yeah. It happened again. I dropped the remote again. Yep. That thing's probably going to be dead next time you try using it. <laughs> I'm putting this somewhere else so I don't knock it over again. Yep. Lock it in, like, a steel cage or something. Yeah, that would be... That's that's a good idea if I even had one. Yep. But that's <laughs> going on this table where I'd never used it, so we're good now. There you go. Hmm. I'm trying to find like the next like super valid Hall of Fame class. It's right now it's looking like 2026. Yeah, 2025 is looking like the best one so far. Um, Ichiro's on it. Ichiro's definitely first ballot. No way he's definitely. not. 
Um, if he's not, then I I question baseball. Like whoever votes for them. Yep. CC Sabathia. Eh. Yankees fans are gonna be all over that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian sure. McCann. Man, I mean, a lot of these dudes have a lot of All Star games on their backs, but like, it's the Gold Gloves MVPs that are gonna put you in the hall. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, Dustin Pedroia, twenty twenty five. That's interesting. Ballot. Um. The only thing he has going against him is the fact that he wasn't able to finish his career um, the way he, he should have. But, I mean, the, he has yeah. awards. He has the Rookie of the Year, MVP, Gold Glove, Silver Slugger. I mean, I don't know, like, who wouldn't vote for, for Pedroia. I mean, if he's not first ballot, I could see, like, second, third year he's on. For could sure. probably make it. Hanley Ramirez. I remember when he's wow. his stint with Boston. That was a yeah. weird one. For sure. Uh Fernando Rodney. <laughs> no way. No, no way. <laughs> uh Troy Tulowitzki. I remember when he was big when there was a lot of hype yeah. for him. I've I haven't heard that name in years. I know. I felt like the hype was always around him when he was with Colorado. And then you had yep. DJ LeMahieu, who was kind of in the shadows. And then now he's with New York, and they love him. I totally forgot LeMahieu is like a Cub and a Rocky. It's insane. I know. Like, that's the thing, though. You play in these smaller market teams, especially with the Rockies, and they weren't really that good when, when LeMahieu was there. He was still a consistent player, just under the radar. The Rockies just haven't been good at all. No. I got to get Trevor out of there. Send him over here. They should have traded him. Yeah. Year. I mean, I thought they were. I thought he was good as gone, but nope. I thought he was going to be a Yankee, but... Yeah. That was another big one. Big rumor. Yep. Not everything can work out, I guess. Unfortunately, but it's whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that would have been... Inter- since... I don't get why the Yankees still hang on to um, what's his face, Glaber Torres. Like, they need to move him back to second if they mm-hmm. want him to be good. Yeah, I don't know. It's, the Yankees are a mess. Yeah, it's it's crazy what they're doing right now. It's they're either really good or they're terrible. Like mm-hmm. I mean, they started to pick it up in the last half of the season last year, but that's at least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Because. I mean, Cole isn't even that great. He's solid, but I mean, as the Red Sox have uh, have shown the world, Garrett Cole is easily um, exposable by at least like a decent offense, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, who else the Yankees got? Nestor Cortez. He got sent towards the end of the year. Yeah. I, I don't even know if they're like their two starter is like. No. Um. They have uh, what's his name? Uh, I think it's his name. He's mm-hmm. okay. Let's see pitchers. Um. Albert Abreu, Zach Britton, uh, Chapman, 
Cole, Nestor, Davey Garcia. He's young. Uh, maybe yeah. he becomes something. He's been up there, though, on their prospect list. He just didn't have that oh, great. Yeah, they have Severino. I forgot about him. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about him, too. Man. He's really, um, he's, he's really good. Yeah. Tyon. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he had a pretty average year. Career, his stats yeah. are solid. Uh, I don't know. It's like the Yankees have the pieces. They just can't do anything with them. I know. Like, they need to improve their development. What I always laugh at is the Gallo Judge Stan combo. Like, when they're all yeah. three, like, when they're all hitting, it's, it's scary. But, I mean, I just feel like it's a lot of strikeouts and injuries. Yeah, it's basically it. Stanton is the king of the strikeouts. Yeah. Actually, it might be Gallo even, but Judge is, he's actually good, so. Yeah. Judge's arm is scary. Like, he'll be in the right field For corner, sure. and he'll just make an effortless throw. Like, I think he gunned out Vasquez one time and made it just, like, super easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They have that kid, Jason Dominguez, also. Oh, yeah, Jason Dominguez, or whatever his name is, but... He's jacked. Yeah. I'm liking our prospects better than the Yankees. Not just because I'm a Sox fan, but I'd rather have Marcelo Meyer, Blaze Jordan, Nick York. um, All the the studs. For sure. They're all going to be superstars, I hope. Yep. The good thing is they're really young, so they have a lot of room for growth. And, I mean, worse that happens is we end up trading them, which I really hope doesn't happen. But, I mean, they just have yeah, I hope not. boatload of potential. Yeah. I mean, as long as Bloom is here, I don't think our prospects are going anywhere except to the bigs. Nope. Yep. Oh. But... I don't know. This lockout is also just dreadful. I think we're like a solid month into it, and it feels like it's been 10 years. I know. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah, it was I mean, December 1st they said that the lockout was going to start, I think. Yeah. So this would be day 33, I think. It's their day too long. Yeah. No, this this whole thing is completely unpredictable. Like, I, we're just going to wake up one day and it'll be like, some progress, but not really. They've they've got on the phone and then hung up. Like, that's that's the yeah. furthest we're going to get right now. I hope this ends, like, next month, if we're lucky. Yeah, that'd be nice. I just want spring training to be able to start like normal. I think that's the general yeah. consensus amongst baseball fans. I just want the season to happen. Yeah. I just want a full 162. I don't want a shortened season. Sure. Not again, because then the Dodgers are going to win again because they can yep. win shortened seasons. Yeah. You got the Rays to compete then since their bullpen is what's going to carry them. Insane. I mean, I don't know now that we can just keep bashing them since they do have Randy and, and Wander. That's another crazy signing is Wander. They extended him after like, not even playing a full MLB season. I know. And he's like a franchise player now. It's like... That if he falls off the face of the earth, like, next year, that'd be very funny. Yeah. 
No, it's like if Bloom was still in Tampa, they wouldn't have that Wander extension. Like, they'd nope. be like, yeah, we'll think about it. But, you know, we're going to do what's best for our team right now and what's best for the organization. Like, that's exactly what Bloom would say. Yeah. That's what that's what he has been doing for us, at least. Yep. Hein Bloom is like a politician. He avoids the yeah. question. He never answers anything directly, but... He knows how to he knows how to dance around these questions and these reporters. Yep. That's why I he, like him. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Um I don't know. Like Manfred, he's handling this situation very poorly, as we all know. Um in his yep. address to baseball fans, he said um that the lockout was the best mechanism to protect the twenty twenty two season. It's just like, well, I mean if you actually did something earlier, we wouldn't even be in this situation if you could figure yeah, things out. To make the lockout just not happen at all. Yeah. It's like, it's just sitting in his office, picking his nose, not doing anything. Just... <laughs> I don't know. He's he just probably like rooting for the Yankees right now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's... It's a mess. Since the last agreement was made in 2016, um... It gave four additional days off for players. Um, pretty much set up a better mental health system for, for teams. Um, just better, you know, nutritional systems as well. Dietitians, um, psychologists are were necessary. Slight yeah. league minimum salary increases, both for minor league and major league. Um, I don't know what's going to end up happening now, though, since... We're at a stalemate on both sides. Yep. I'm not really sure, like, who's not agreeing. Like, Manfred yeah. and the the MOBPA and Manfred are kind of battling out right now, but I'm not sure what's, like, being disagreed upon mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. I mean, the problem is also there's, like, obviously they can't just discuss everything that's happening, but... I want to know exactly how much has been said and what has been said so far. So yeah. there's kind of that consensus of, oh, they're really doing nothing or they're trying to do something. But like, since the Players Association, they're going to have their demands and then Manfred's going to have the counters. Um, I just don't know. It's just a weird time. It is. It really is. Because the thing is, is like this isn't a regular occurrence in our sport. Like, the last one was like nineteen something. I don't even remember. But there was a lockout in the NHL in two thousand thirteen, and it, I don't really even know like what the purpose of one is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess the lockout is better now than halfway through the season, or really yeah, something to screw everything up, but. This situation was completely avoidable, in my opinion. It really was. Manfred Manfred doesn't... He's just a crybaby. Mm-hmm. I know. We need, like, a former player who's really um, in touch with with the Players Association and understands what it's actually like to go through the systems and play professional baseball rather than Manfred, who's just like, hey... I'm going to try doing this, but not really. So everybody just be patient with me since I'm not going to yeah. do it. I don't know. Because I mean, even with the way he handled the Astro situation was very mediocre. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like I'm kind of over the whole situation, but just like Manfred's lack of ability to, I don't know, to represent baseball in a positive way is it's disappointing. It is. He could have changed the whole way that happened. He could have made it so the Astros ring never really happened. There, mm-hmm. there could have been like no World Series champion that year, but he didn't want to change that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's because then you kind of just leave it up to the fans to decide like what your treatment is gonna be. Like we're we're speaking more than Manfred ever will, um, which sure. is kind of disappointing, sad. And frustrating, and sad. Yeah, but that's the baseball world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, but as long as we have a baseball season next year then i'll be fine with with whatever happens yeah whatever happens i don't know how i just kind of messed up my words but no as as long as i can get to fenway park for a game sit down and just like i don't know relax just appreciate (laughs) yeah my best experience at fenway this year was probably a walk off against the yankees when they threw like six wild pitches in an inning I'm trying to think. This year I went, yeah, no, it was just the Rays game I went to. Um, a lot of scoring. It was when Iggy made his uh, Red Sox return. But Oh, yeah, I remember that game. I went we... to the one before that in that series. Yeah. Or actually, hold on. I went to the game on August 10th because it was my birthday that day, and my mom was just like, here, I got you tickets for the, for the Rays Red Sox. I'm like, okay, nice. cool. And then they lost because Matt Barnes kind of blew it. But mm-hmm. I mean, actually, the day after they scored twenty runs, and I wish I went to that game. <laughs> yeah, the game I wish I went to was the Travis Shaw walk-off grand, grand slam. slam. Since Fenway was yeah. empty that day, I... I don't know why. Yeah, I think it was there was some like it was a makeup for a rainout, and the tickets oh, I think yeah. were wicked cheap. It was just like a really weird makeup rain delay game or uh, rain out. shows up. Yeah. It's just like My mom I always get... says that we should try to go to like a makeup game because there's nobody like parking is cheap because there's nobody there. Yep. Exactly. And... Things are just cheaper the... since it's just kind of like a spontaneous and they're always midweek, never like a yeah. big weekend to do. Like I remember it was like 2019. Um, the Red Sox had like a one inning kind of pickup game. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that, that was when Brock Holt hit the double and f- it was like free seating first come first serve. Like that would have been so fun to go to. Matt, well, my situation is you have to drive like around an hour to get to Boston. Imagine driving yeah. like an hour, having to pay for parking just mm-hmm. to, and just to watch one inning of baseball and then drive all the way I back. Know. I like mean, if you, if you were a Bostonian, I, that'd be like the show up. Yeah. But for anyone well, my else. Family is, my family is into, like, being around a bunch of people. So, they'd hang out in Boston for a while after that game. But, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Someday I'll get to, like, a rain out or whatever. But, ideally, my my goal in, like, my one bucket list item is to get to uh, Red Sox spring training. Just once, at least. Yeah. I want to go to Florida just in general, honestly. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to Florida in so long. Like, last time I, I went, I was in, like, third grade. Last time I've been, like, really out of state at all was, like, when I was in, like, sixth grade. And I'm a freshman in high school now, so. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, this whole pandemic thing's throwing everything off, so. Yeah. Best I can do is to get up to Fenway and call that, like, my, uh, my mini vacation for the year. I got lucky enough to go to, like, a lot of games this year. Well, not, like, mm. my standards is a lot, but for most people, it's like, eh. But yeah. I, went to, I think I went to, like, seven, which is a mm. lot. But... Jeez, that is a lot. No, it's like, the thing is, with Fenway, the tickets are always so expensive, regardless, unless it's against, like, a kind of a, a trash team, or it's, like, a weird midweek. Yeah. But, it's like, if you go close to, like, September, October, ticket prices are up. Um, I mean, the pandemic threw off even the start of the season, since Fenway wasn't even at full capacity, so... Yeah. Those tickets were absurdly. I went to a game in October, but it was a playoff, so you can obviously imagine how ridiculous the tickets were. I know. It was ALCS too. <laughs> <laughs> no, someday when the Sox make it to the playoffs, I'll be able to stop by for a game. Yeah, like my mom's boyfriend, he really wanted to go to a Sox playoff game because he never has been, and we were fortunate enough for them to make it that year. So he's just like, you know, I'll I'll just cave in by them. So. Yeah. He ended up going, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, any yeah, day at Fenway is a good day. Yeah. yeah. During the playoffs, nobody's sitting down, mm-hmm. and it's insane. Even on, like, the broadcasts, I've never heard Fenway that loud. Like, even no. in 2018, the like, the energy this season is unmatched. Yeah, this year, like, there was a ton of passion in Sox fans, and I don't blame them. That was a great year for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was so unique in the sense that we were coming off of 2020, we got Alex Cora back, it was kind of like a, a new beginning, and then boom, we're in the playoffs, we made it to the ALCS, Yeah, we essentially won the East, it's <clears throat> like, yeah, you're good, um, but no, it was, it was picture perfect. Yeah, like once, like, like my mom had of like going to bed during the games, I don't know why, because they're on late, I guess, but... So I'm in my room watching it, and she's in hers watching it, and like we're across the hall. So I remember it was ALCS, I think, like game two when we were, or not, no, it was three. It was the game we blew the, like, blew it open at home versus the Astros. Mm-hmm. And JD Martinez hit that home run. Yeah. And my mom was like banging on the door, and it was funny because like that's her way of excitement. Yep. No, my family's kind of like the same way. Like, even if I go and like try to grab a snack or something, and something happens. My mom was like, J.D. Martinez just hit the home run or a grand slam. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, what am I missing? You should have seen when my mom texted me after Shorber hit that grand slam. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, like, I... I was at my dad's house, and I was watching it by, like in my room, and she just says, holy. And yeah. I'm like, yep. No, that was like the most surreal game ever. Like, I've never seen that ever. Like, in the history of my, my baseball watching and being a baseball fan, I've never seen anything like that unique. No. I mean, this this season was just storybook. Like, For sure. Even, even though it didn't end with the World Series, going to the ALCS sure felt like it. My favorite moment from this year is really hard to really think of, but I think, for me, it might just be the walk-off that Kike had versus Tampa. Mm-hmm. To send us to the ALCS, Fenway was electrifying that. Yeah, game. my top three all came from the playoffs. My um, my third favorite 
was probably the Vazquez home run. Second favorite, Kike. But my favorite from this season was definitely the Jerry Remy first pitch. Like, that was... Oh, yeah. Like, the greatest, sure. greatest thing this season. I think I have two favorite memories from this year. First was the Jerry Remy one. And then the second is probably the game that sent us to the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. When Pavetta shook out Soto on that curveball. That was filthy. I he throws them, too. Like, he had I no shot. I know. Like, I feel like Juan Soto is going to win NL MVP this year. Like, if he doesn't, something went wrong. They're going to – well, I'm not sure because Harper was not better than Soto this year. But mm-hmm. they're going to choose him anyways. Yeah. Because I'm trying to, like, Tatis, if he was completely healthy all year – Maybe he would have had a better case, but Bryce yeah. heated up. I don't know. His like, Juan Soto is just so freakishly good at baseball. It's insane. Juan Soto is one of the best in the game right now. And it's yeah. insane. He is a freak of nature. Yep. He was my biggest steal this season for fantasy baseball. Like, I picked him up, I think, in like the fourth round because he was injured. Wow. And I was thinking, like, man, I'm, these people are just completely sleeping. Since once he's off the injured list, I mean, he's going to just light everyone up. Yeah, he's going to be a monster. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, normally, right now, I'm starting to do, like, all my fantasy baseball analysis and who I'm picking and all the mock drafts. But because there's no baseball and nothing can happen, I'm just, like, in the dark. Yep. All right, I'm going to wrap this episode up soon. Uh, Before we go, what's your 2022 Red Sox season hot take? Oh, boy. Um, I think Alex Verdugo will get 75 RBIs next year. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm trying to think of mine right now. Um, I'm going to say Tanner Houck finishes top 10 in Cy Young. That's my take. Wow, that is really hot. Yeah, I think Hauk is just going to... He's. This is the year of Tanner, and people are going to yep. feel it. Everything that happened in the past, nothing. But Tanner this year, he's going to be a different beast. For sure. But I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, we'll do Over the Monster soon. And until then, I'll see you later. See ya.